Welcome to the podcast, The Stories of Modern Kazakh Prose. In this podcast, we will be retelling selected stories from 20th century Kazakh literature, which was born out of and transformed the unique oral traditions that historically preserved Kazakhstan's rich heritage of images, narratives, and poems. Contemporary authors from Jusebek Aymoutov and Magjan Zumabayev to Mukhtar Awezov and Anwar Alimjanov, have created prose that defines the modern Kazakh nation. With this podcast, we hope to open up their world to a wider audience. Taruana by Satamjan Sanbaev. Satamjan Sanbaev is a Kazakh writer, film actor, and screenwriter. He won the Prize of the Union of Writers of the USSR in 1981 for the best novel about a working man. Born into the family of the prominent Kazakh teacher educator Hamza Sanbaev, in 1967 he was invited to star in the film the road of a thousand miles. During filming, he completed his first story, White Aruana, White Camel, which was published a year later in Prostor magazine. This and his next story, and the eternal battle, captured his audience thanks to their deep ideological and philosophical content. Senbaev penned dozens of vivid literary essays stories and novels that have been published in more than 30 countries worldwide. Senbaev himself was a noted translator. He produced his first complete translation into Russian of Abai's words of edification. The White Aruana On the seventh day, Aruana, a young white dromedary camel, disappeared. The old man, Marzagali, went looking for her. He began to think the wolf might have eaten her, but he couldn't find any bones. Only on the fourth day did Marzagali find Aruana, hundred kilometers from home. It appeared that the camel had fled west to Mangastau, the place where she had been born and where the old man's daughter, Makpal, lived with her husband. When the old man found the camel, he excitedly started talking to the camel as if she were human. Your mother is gone, and you perhaps were giving to me so that people would not hear your crying. Silly you, would I agree to take you if she lived? Now the white dromedary camel Arwana was tied to the neck of a neighbor's camel. Winter came. Arwana changed, grew taller, and her wool looked like a white cloud. The neighbors grew jealous of the old man. Sholak, his neighbor, offered to exchange two camels of a local breed for the one-humped Aruana. 
Sholak and Mirzaghali were not only neighbors, but long-time friends who had worked together in the oil field of the West Kazakhstan before the Second World War. Marzaghali had married his wife, Asima, before the war, and she quickly became pregnant. By the time Marzaghali, who served throughout the entire war, returned home in 1946, after being treated in the hospital for a concussion, his daughter was already five years old. The girl was the spitting image of her father. Sholak served only in the first year of the war, before being wounded and returning home where he worked as a wool collection agent. Toward the end of the war, Marzaghali's wife, Asima, had a brief affair with Sholak. After the war, Marzaghali returned home and moved back in with his wife, as through nothing had happened. Many condemned him for having an unfaithful wife, but he appeared unconcerned, seemingly focused instead on his dream of establishing his own farm before he retired. He, therefore, acquired a dromedary camel, Arwana, from the west of Mongolstau. Arwana became the sole object of the old man's affections, but the camel seemed odd. She always tried to keep herself separate from the herd, and as people gossiped, was too proud of her own physique and exceptional beauty of the breed in general. After the war, Marzaghali could not have any more children. Sholak wanted to marry his son to Marzaghali's daughter, Makbal, who had grown up to be very beautiful. Marzaghali refused. He loved his daughter very much and visited her often after she eventually married and moved far from home. The old man returned from one of these journeys to Kulsara upset. Makhbal and her husband, a young engineer, were quarreling and their child was sick. Marzaghali scolded both young people and left without even spending the night. Extremely upset, he went for a drink at the train station before his train departed. On the train, he quarreled with the conductor. They were rude to each other, and he moved to the next car. There, the fellow travelers turned out to be unfriendly and the radio blared the entire time. When he finally returned home, he was told that Arwana had fled again. He found Arwana the next day far beyond Kulsara. Arwana was marching straight over Mangastau, and when she saw the rider, she ran. Marzaghali spurred his horse, shouted, Hey! And in his cry, there was more resentment than joy. The horse sped up. But after a while, Marzaghali noticed 
that the runner was running effortlessly and with speed, stretching out her long neck and rising her legs high, while the horse did not cut the distance between them at all. An hour passed, then another. The horse was breathing heavily, the veins on his wet neck swelling with tension. He was considered a good horse to process at Baiga, but the distance between him and the runner hardly decreased. Until evening, they jumped a few more hills and a small river a tributary of Jem. At night, they passed the dried-up lakes of Jalpak. This place was bumpy and wild. On this hillocks, with their freaking ascents and descents, Arwana began to give up. By morning, she was running hard, stumbling over bumps and falling to her knees. Then she gave up. The horse got up with her when the sun rose. Arwana walked heavily, dark with sweat, staggering on her long, weakened legs, but she continued to walk and did not look back. Marzagali caught up with her hand, bending down, grabbed her leash. The tired horse stopped by itself, and Arwana screamed for the first time. She screamed thinly and plaintively, and the old man shuddered at this heart-rending cry and tugged at the leash to stop the crying. But Arwana did not let up, and so Morzagali jumped to the ground, hugged her by the neck, and also began to cry. After the trip, the old man fell ill and did not get up for several days. He did not like going to doctors, so when Asima mentioned seeing a doctor, he grew angry and yelled at her. But the doctor nevertheless came and examined Murzaghali. Seeing her husband's frail state, the still beautiful Asima burst into tears, remembering the past. It was decided to send Murzaghali for rehabilitation. While he was being treated, Asima took good care of Arwana and fed her at home, remembering what the camel meant to her elderly husband. Four months later, when Murzaghali returned home, he found an adult camel, a beautiful she-camel ready to breed and give precious and nutritional milk. But there was no dromedary male in the ear district, so the old man took Arwana to mate with a Bactrian male in a neighboring village. Arwana did not want to. She fought every attempt at mating. Her eyes popped out of their sockets. She screamed wildly as if she had been brought not to the male she needed, but to a wolf. She lay down only when Kokaldai, the owner of the male camel, began to beat her legs with a whip. Murzaghali stood aside. Arwana touched the snow with her belly and immediately jumped to her feet, but Rokaldai pushed her down again and wrapped the rope around her legs. She thrashed, trying to get up when she saw the male approaching her. The rope dug deep into her body, but she seemed to feel no pain. Then she could not get up for a long time. She trudged home in silence, and Murzaghali, knowing that now he had to be very careful with her, felt shame. He chose the flattest pass he could.
but the she-camel did not seem to appreciate it. Arwana bore no offspring and all attempts at breeding seemed to be fruitless. Marzali wanted to take her to dromedary male, but due to the state of his health, Asima forbade him to go far to the west, to Mangastau. People told Marzagali that he needed to sell the camel, as without offspring there would be no milk. But in the end, the neighbor Sholak found a solution. While Marzagali was absent, he cut Arwana's eye vines and bred her with a Bactrian male. The she-camel could not see anything and the male camel finally got in. After the act, Arwana trembled frequently and uncontrollably. She seems to have shrunk in one morning, aged. Her wool fell off, become dirty. Morning, she weakly shook her bloody head. Her eyes were tightly closed and piece of red blood fell from her long brown eyelashes. Asima was surprised to see that she camel had suffered so much from having the veins cut. This was sometimes done to bacterian camels in owls, but it didn't cause them this level of suffering. It just made their eyes water all the time. But it seemingly paid off. Arwana gave birth. She herself became blind, as if cursed by the neighbor's envy. She gave a lot of milk. She learned to follow another camel. But knowing Arwana as well as he did, Marzagali became worried of her habits. Arwana grew bolder. For hours, Marzagali watched how Arwana quietly followed her two-humped camel, raising her slender legs high and placing them carefully as if feeling the ground. Life had long taught her this gait. She walked smoothly, despite her blindness, and from a distance it seemed that a white, weightless cloud was floating behind this small camel. At noon, one day, Marzagali could not find Arwana. She had fled again. She had fled blindly to the smell of the wind, taking her offspring with her. Her white grey baby was afraid to pass the river. She called him and they ran together. Marzagali and Sholak jumped on their horses to find her. Arwana felt the chase and ran even faster. Now she pushed the baby camel aside. She wanted to run so quickly that she ran along the dangerous salt marsh lake, driven by a powerful instinct. Her baby caught up with her, but did not let her go further. She flung him away with her teeth and kept running. Marzagali and Sholak saw that Arwana had taken the pass to the left to the cliff. Sholak chased her with a knife. Marzagali stayed behind. He stopped, paused, hugged his horse around the neck and wept. 
From behind him, Sholach cried out. Marzaghali took the horse and the baby camel and led them home, where his old wife waited for him. White Aruana is another fine representation of nature-human relations in Kazakh classic literature. Aruana is almost anthropomorphic. She transforms from an ugly teen camel into a beautiful female, too proud to mate and too lonely to love. Marzaghali felt similarly. He had trauma from war, troubles with his wife, jealous toward Sholak and resentment of his daughter who had moved far away. He felt more strongly toward his camel than toward his own wife or daughter, but with Arwana Gan, he finally experienced peace in his family life while raising his little grey white camel. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please stay subscribed to us on your favorite podcast platforms. This podcast is produced by the Abai Center at the George Washington University and sponsored by J.C. Altin Almas. Author and writer Dina Sabirova. Narrator Madina Moldagali. Actor Ilnur Bildanov. And engineer Eldar Kudaybergen. The executive producer of this podcast is Aitolkin Kurmanova.